I'm Sean. And I'm Alex. <laughs> and that's Grayson. And this is Autism Building the Puzzle. One piece at a time. Welcome to Autism Building the Puzzle, one piece at a time. I am Sean, your host, and I am here as usual with my beautiful, incredible wife, Alexandria. What's up, babe? Hey, babe. Hey, everyone. <coughs> Welcome to the show. Excited to be here. New year. <laughs> yes, yes. New new year, new you. Feeling good new, about new it. New us. Feeling good about it. <laughs> yeah. Excited about this year. It's going to be a great year for, yep. for us and our family. So. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. And, uh. Hope you'll all join us throughout uh, our journey this year, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, Yeah. You know, when you said about this new year and new goals and everything, I just saw somebody, um, it was actually the holistic psychologist, just posted um, the other day about how, you know, people are always so motivated at that turn of the year, but you can find that in your life and that motivation, and you can start new goals at any time. It doesn't just need to take a new year. So I really love that, and I think it just shows you that, Anytime you can make changes and start new things of and course. stay motivated. Of so, yeah. just wanted to share that with everybody. So, today we're going to be doing some questions that we got kind of towards the end of the year of 2021, kind of mm-hmm. wrap that up yeah. for the year. And um, yeah, so we have a bunch put together for today. And uh, these are one of our favorite episodes. Mm-hmm. Getting some feedback from listeners and things like that is fantastic. So, yes. All right. Why don't you kick us off, sweetheart? All right. So first question is, what is Grayson's favorite pl- favorite place to go and his favorite thing to do? Uh, <laughs> he likes a couple places. So I would say he loves the beach and he loves the trampoline park. Um, oh, the beach yeah. he loves just standing. He can just stand there at the ocean and just watch the waves. He's so calm and relaxed there. It's like his happy place. Who doesn't like the beach? We're huge beach people. So um, it's really good for him, and it really meets all of his sensory needs. And the same with the trampoline park. Yeah, so, I think those two places are good. Yeah, are good. two good examples of that because they also fall, you know, at different sides of the spectrum. You know what I mean? Like the trampoline park, really, he really loves it because it's super stimulating for him. Yeah. Um, you know, as we've mentioned, he's very geared towards uh, needing vestibular motion mm-hmm. and uh, you know that's what that that provides that, that, that provides him. that for him and you know it's it's crazy he really you know self-regulates through that and um you know like afterwards you could see like you know he just he feels really good yeah you know like he's content after that right right you know and then the beach is kind of like the opposite of that it's soothing serene thing for him to be a part of Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and that's really calming and peaceful for him and that way for a lot of people i I feel the same way about the beach a lot i mean yeah i like to do you know a lot of fishing that's one of my my hobbies and uh one of the things i like about it is just you know being there out in nature so relaxing um it's kind of quiet usually a lot of the places i go fishing you know i don't go fishing with people too often um so it's a nice place for me to kind of like just calm my mind down think and uh grab some some peacefulness yeah definitely so i totally understand that Mm -hmm. number two i am doing aba with my son but can't afford both ot and speech he has challenges in both areas but which do you feel we should prioritize you want to take this one sean 
Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> go first on this one. Um, okay. You know, obviously, you know, I'm, you know, take what we say is with a grain of salt because we are not therapists or professionals or doctors. But, I mean, you want to consult your BCBA since you are doing ABA and you want to consult your developmental pediatrician on what their thoughts are. Um, but if I had to take a stab at it, I would probably say OT might be better if your kid's a little bit younger. Um, you know, just They're before the age of three, I would yeah, say. Yeah, and and you know, you gotta um, you gotta understand that like speech could be a much longer process, and and OT could be a little bit faster process. Right. So you may be able to, and you know, obviously, like I said, I don't know your child, so. Um, you know, it's going to be different for everybody, but you might be able to overcome some of the OT challenges, you know, fairly quickly and then use that time and money to get into speech. Yes. Um, like I said, just, just my idea. Um, you know, that's what I, what I'm kind of thinking with that. Um, but obviously communication is extremely important too. So you have to see where they fall on that spectrum of how, you know, their evaluation, how, um, you know, deficient they are in one particular area over another, you know, especially if your child's partially verbal. Yeah. Yeah. You may, you know, you may want to go with the OT, you know what I mean? Um, and you know, do an evaluation in both areas to see where you kind of stand. And then you can take that back to your BCBA and, you know, developmental pediatrician and then get their feedback and then kind of make your decision from there based on, you know, your specific circumstances. Exactly. I think you, like we said, younger. So before the age of three, I would definitely do OT and speech um, before ABA. And, you know, I think that it just depends, like we said, where your child is. So, but that is definitely my recommendation. Um, and as far as like after OT and speech, when you go into ABA, those things, you're going to gain skills on how to help your child from an OT standpoint. Trust me, I did. I had no idea what I was doing in the beginning. And now I can literally fill in our, our old OT's words. I know exactly what she's going to tell me to do. Um, and it's almost like, I feel like an OT, like my mind just automatically goes there because I'm so conditioned from what she taught me. So you're going to pick those things up. So then when you eventually start ABA, you can work on those OT things yourself, you know, having them play with toys with, you know, um, tongs and picking up things and all of that. Do that. So, yeah. Uh, next on the list we have, I'm having trouble with my daughter eating meals. She reverts to wanting snacks all the time. What recommendations do you have? Um, um, tough one. Yeah, we get it because we have a lot of feeding issues ourselves. Um, Grayson has a great diet and eats really well, but we can't get him off the Gerber meals. Um, well, I mean, what about our, our experience when uh, <laughs> your cousin had told us don't... Yeah, <laughs> and we've talked about this on the previous episode. Um, Recently. Come from an Italian family, so they believe in, like, oh, well, don't give him anything. Put down a couple choices, and eventually he'll eat. He'll get hungry enough. That was not the case. Um, Grayson's very stubborn. He did not do that at all. Um, so I eventually had to put him back on the Gerber food. Here's how I look at it now is when, after we've had our feeding and speech, I mean our feeding evaluation <clears throat> through CHOP recently for the intensive feeding program, I have realized because they weren't too concerned because he, had, he eats, he has a great diet, and he holds weight. So it made me realize, you know what? I have to be grateful that he does eat the way that he does. 
Um, it could be a lot worse. So if your child is maintaining weight and things like that, don't worry about it right now. Go at their speed. You're not going to be able to force them to do anything. You can try feeding programs. I don't recommend an intense one because eventual, I mean, not an intense one, but ones that like literally shove it down their throat and make them eat it um, because it can be very traumatic. And I was considering that because I was like, okay, he's five. Like we, I need to do something about this like ASAP. And, you know, the therapist and everything did not recommend that. So I'm not going to go that route. And I feel like when Grayson is ready to do it, Grayson is going to do it. Mm. So as long as your child is healthy, maintaining weight, don't worry about it right now. Just two days ago, I put, I like to put food out in front of him and see what (laughs) he does. And a lot of times he'll like feed it to me, but he touches it and stuff. We just want him to touch Uh, it pretty much for now. Yeah, like. And, you know, it's like exposure therapy, and he'll feel a little more comfortable after touching it. Well, he grabbed, it was a pickle potato chip. Dill pickle potato chip. And he, like, picked it up, and he was touching it. And then, like, we, I just let him go, didn't say a word, didn't even look at Don't him. Don't pay really. attention. And he started, like, rubbing it against his face and his lips and uh, all that kind he of stuff. He started licking and, it, then yeah. he kept looking at Sean. And then he put it in my mouth after, and I'm like, dude tastes like a plain potato chip now. You licked all the, all the flavors off But did you but. see how he kept looking at you to see if you were watching? Like, mm-hmm. he didn't want you to, and it was, yeah. it was so cute. But he did so good, and that's, like, that's exactly how it is going to happen. So we've tried to do that again. He didn't do it, but you know what? Honestly, I will take that as a win because that is huge for us. Grayson before would look at that and wouldn't even touch it and would start flipping out. Yeah. Now we have him. We start it with just touch it, just touch it. You don't have to eat it. Started with that. We built on that. And now, like, he's doing these little things, and they're huge. So I'm happy with things. The only thing I can think of is kind of, like, take the snacks, put them in a different location that they're not normally in. So, you know, like, if they're in a place where they can access them, put them in a place where they can't access them. If they know where they're at so they could request them, you know, in a certain cabinet or place in the kitchen or whatnot, move places so they don't know where they are and show them that they're not there. And try not to give them to them, you know, right. and see, like, then when you present the meals, if, you know, after a couple meals, they it'll click for, click for them and they'll start eating it. Right. I mean, it's worth a try. You yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, definitely. And kind of see where it goes from there, so. Yeah. Uh, next question. My son is picking up behaviors from other kids in his special needs class. What can we do to prevent this from happening? You can't really. Um... And it's like this even in neurotypical classes. Kids are going to pick up behaviors. Um, And that was a huge thing for me with homeschooling. Um, And that's where it really started, the homeschooling idea, was because we had behavior issues with headbanging and things like that. And as soon as we got through a lot of those through ABA, well, it was we were actually in early intervention going into ABA. And um, it was a huge concern of mine because... We were getting rid of them, and I didn't want anything influencing Grayson. I didn't want him going to school and seeing a kid hit the teacher and thinking, oh, I can go home and hit my mom now. That's okay. And listen, everybody can have their opinion. Like I said, neurotypical are going to pick up behaviors also. It's not just kids with autism. But that was the deal breaker for me. I felt like it took so much work to get through that, and I didn't want I didn't want him around that. So that's yeah. when I really decided that I wanted to homeschool. Yeah, it's definitely tough. I mean, yeah, the only thing you could really do is um, any of the behaviors they pick up. At home, don't reinforce them. Yeah, so you need to treat them as if you had had a, you know, 
you were doing ABA and they had any other challenging behavior and yeah you know you have to address it you know as soon as possible so it doesn't get reinforced definitely you know more and more and more and and hopefully school's not reinforcing it in any way and they know and they're on board and honestly if you see behavior at home go in and talk to the aides and the teacher and let them know listen i'm starting to see this behavior so i want to see how you guys are handling to make sure that it's not being reinforced because we're not reinforcing it at home this is what needs to be done and if you need to you know just just go that route that's what I recommend. Yeah, and it's something that should definitely be on their IOP program. Uh, you know, I was just thinking about that, that, and that's so. going to be really difficult because you can't, if you go and put on your IEP program, I want the aides to handle the other kids correct. It's them, so that's where it's going to be really difficult um, because, like, the IEP is going to be the services and things like that. Do you know what I mean? It's like... It, well, they also have skills that they're working on and things like yes, that. Yes, but they, it would be hard to... I, in my opinion, it would be hard to, like, what would you word that as a, as an IEP? The aides aren't doing their job. <laughs> like, what would you no, say? No, no, it would be like work on, um, overcoming whatever the challenging. See, that to is, me is like you know? that starts with the aides and the teacher. Oh, of course. Do you know what that, I mean? I mean, not anything to do with the kid because they're not. However, they're reinforcing it. It should be nipped in the bud from the get go. It should never even make it to an IEP or be a continuing problem. Yeah. It should be nipped from the beginning. Do you know what I mean? And worked yeah. on. Well, you might, you know, like, especially with the other child. But, Maybe that yeah. needs to be in the other child's IEP, but not the one. Do you know what I mean? Like the one who's causing the behavior, that they need more. Yeah, of course. Of but, therapy I mean, and things like that, or whatever I mean, it may be. But if it's reinforced initially yes. with the other, the, with the child that's picking up on it, right? You know, it still has to be combated. Mm-hmm. You know, um, in some way. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Next, we have Alex. My wife is so on edge all the time, and I don't really know what to do or how to help or handle handle it. Um, you know, I don't want to have any problems with my marriage or my family falling apart. So, you know, what kind of recommendations can you give? Um, be there. Be supportive. Don't, like, lash out. Don't get upset by if she's having a hard time. Um, kind of just understand she's having a hard time. Just kind of, like, let her vent and go. Um, and try to, you know, give her a time out. If you're off from work or for a few hours, say, hey, babe, why don't you go shopping? Why don't you go get a massage and do those little things for her? So, and try to give her a break and be supportive at the same time. Yeah, and... Uh, it's hard, so... You know, one thing I've learned uh, to throw it out there is, uh, you know, something really super simple. Like, just ask what they Sending need. Sending me to shop right. I get happy <laughs> just going food shopping. That's time out for me now. I mean, it's the simple little yeah, things like yeah. that. And you're doing something. You're getting the food shopping done. You're out. Um, some women might not find yeah. that as an out. It just depends how she is. Yeah, just don't assume what they necessarily need. Just ask. I mean, super simple thing to do. Hey, sweetheart. I want to give you some time out. Do you want yeah, to go for a I know massage? You're, I know you're you overwhelmed, you know, a little overwhelmed. What can I do to help you right now? Yeah. Because different people are obviously going to have... Uh, you know, different things that help them. You know, one their wife may say, hey, listen, can you do the laundry for me? Yeah. Another one may be like, I need to get out of here for a little bit. Like, right. And do something. Or, you know, like Alex said, I mean, need to get a massage and have some time for myself or whatever. Like, yeah. So there's so many different things. Um, yeah. You know, so. You drive and, to the beach. And, and like, <laughs> it's the simplest thing. Just ask. Uh, Look at the other day. Start there. <laughs> Sean was like, go ahead, go out for a little while. And he, he didn't even, the next day I was like, I, I went to the beach. 
And he's like, what did you do? I was like, I got out of my car, took two pictures, and I drove back home. I was literally there for less than three minutes because I drove all the way there, and then I had to go to the bathroom as soon as I got out of the car. And I was like, I don't know where to go. I guess I'm just going to drive back home. Sounds and that's what I did. Pretty normal for this one. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, I'm definitely spontaneous like that. And it just, it gave me even just two, three minutes of just seeing the water and just kind of bringing myself, you know, centered again. So yeah. it was good. Next question. I saw your IG and was wondering where you got your Blippi doll. So many people are asking me this question. Target, um, if you can't find it in store because there was only one and I don't even think it was in the right spot, honestly, and I just happened to see it in the girl section. Um, check Amazon, check Target's website. So, <laughs> well, what was Grayson's favorite Christmas present? His chair that daddy got yeah, for him. You think so? 100%. Uh, that makes me feel so good. He got a chair from Walmart. It's a big Joe chair and it's got like the beads in it. It's like a beanbag type chair. Um, and Grayson absolutely loves it. So, yeah. yeah. He jumps on it, he sits backwards on it. Yeah. He was sitting on it, uh, watching me play PlayStation the other day for a little while. Mm hmm. He was uh, sitting on it and then using the couches as like a, like a table almost for him to play with his <laughs> iPad. Um, and like now, it's uh, I sat on it. It's comfortable as heck. It is. It's so, so nice. I'm like, you know, I need to get another one. Yeah, Sean's gonna buy another one. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so. That's awesome. It's so it's so nice. Yeah. It's so cute. And uh, well, and it was so affordable. It was like thirty five bucks. So yeah, definitely yeah. check them out. Big we'll, Joe is the company. We'll see too. Like we got. Um, Oh, kind of a late Christmas present from uh, my sister. It was a guitar because he loves watching the therapist play guitar. And eh, we haven't had therapy for a number of different reasons for, like, a couple weeks. Yeah. So as soon as the therapist comes back, like, I'm really curious to see, like, because he liked touching it when he got it. Yeah. You know, but I don't really know anything about too much. Well, I know a little bit about guitars, but, you know, not very much. Yeah. So... Yeah, so um, he'll be back in therapy by next week. Like, I want to see how he does with that. He, you know, I think he's going to really love it once like, I do they too. do spend some time with it. And stuff, yeah, so. definitely. They can play together. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, last question. I know you have talked on the show about having more kids. Is that something you really want to do? Um, you know, yes, I feel like I would regret it if I don't. I've always wanted more than one child, I'm, which is so crazy because I'm an only child. And it's funny because I, I do remember there was a period of time that I said to Sean, maybe I just want one. I don't know. I'm an only child. I don't know how I would handle like brothers and sisters. Like, but <laughs> yeah, I definitely, cause I want, I want a big family. Um, I've always wanted that cause we were always, you know, just me, my mom and dad, we had a big family, but it would have been better in the household. Um, you know, back in, uh, I think a part of me regrets that we didn't already because Grayson is five and he would be six when we would, if I got pregnant now, and I really wanted them, like, no more than two years apart. Um, that was my goal. My goal was to have him and within a year get pregnant again. Yeah. Um, especially because, you know, I do suffer from the endometriosis. And I'm going to be 38 this summer. It is a risk. Um, and a lot of you guys don't know this, but we actually got pregnant last January unexpectedly. And we were so excited. Um, I found out I was pregnant. And then, like, a week later, not even, I miscarried. Um and it just, I kind of knew something wasn't right because, like, the first and second day I was really excited. And then by the third day, I did not feel, just did not feel like, I felt like something was wrong. 
um, because I, I kept saying to Sean, like, God, Sean, like, I, I had a great pregnancy with Grayson. Like, I'm a week in, which I'm probably only, like, four weeks, and I feel this horrible. Like, I don't think I'm going to make it through this pregnancy. Like, something's wrong. And I'll never forget, like, the night Sean made dinner and was like, the pasta's ready. And I was sitting on the couch, and it was actually the night I miscarried or the next night after that I did. And um, I was like, I can't even get up and get it. Like, my back is killing me. I was miscarrying at that time. Um, and didn't know it. That was why I had back yeah, severe yeah, back yeah. pain. Back labor. I was in back yeah. labor, yeah. Um, and it was just crazy how everything went down. And it was, I think the hardest thing was being alone in the hospital and not having anybody there with me because COVID, yeah. I went through a huge struggle during my miscarriage. It wasn't just like I, I stayed at home. I went to the hospital twice. Um, I was dehydrating. They couldn't get blood from me. Um, it was the worst experience I think I've ever been through in my life. And honestly, it scared me so much. It scared me to like almost like not want to get pregnant again, honestly. But I want to have another child. But if I ever, God forbid, had another miscarriage, I don't know if I could go through it for a third time. Um, it was really hard on my body. It was hard on me mentally. Um, it was probably one of the most difficult things I ever had to go through. Um, even being in the hospital, I remember telling the nurse, like, because she was super nice and just a lot of the people I kept seeing in the hospital, the doctors were just not really nice to me, honestly. Like, they were just kind of very rude and dismissive, and that made it even harder on me. Um, kind of just like, yeah. well, why are you crying? Like, well, my baby is dying. Like, they were just really, really rude. And when I came across the one nurse at the second hospital, she just, like, put her hand on my shoulder and was like, you can do this. And I was like, I can't do this. Like, I have nothing left. And that was when they were trying to get blood. And I was like, I, I'm done. Like, I can't do it anymore. And I was just a wreck. And she's like, you should go to counseling. And I dealt with it afterwards, you know, quite well. Um, but during, it was really hard. I remember FaceTiming my mom and Sean constantly. So that really did scare me. It scared me into having, like, thinking of, do I want more? Um, it was just rough. So... Yes, I do want more children right now. I'm focusing on trying to get my body prepped and healthy, um, making some changes, and that's what I'm starting with. So whatever is meant to be will be. Yeah, to kind of Sorry, go... guys, it was a long story, but yeah, I've been wanting right. to share that with our it's viewers right. for a while. I kind of needed to get it off my chest. And it's important because, you know, I feel like a lot of women suffer from miscarriage and not enough people talk about it. It's so shielded. And I remember as soon as it happened, I told Sean, like, I want to go on, like, a live, and I need to talk about it. I didn't yeah. yet, actually, um, but it was something I really wanted to do. And most women are, like, I don't want to talk about it. I'm not going to talk about it. And I was, like, all about wanting to talk about it um, because that was a life to me. This was a life that should have been honored and not hidden. So I'm a firm believer on that. Um, you know, that's about it. Yeah, real quick to go back to what you had said about, like, wanting to have them, like, no more than two years apart and all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, I felt a similar way back then, but, like, looking back on it now, you have, like, a different perspective. Uh, at least I do. I mean, I, I think we have different perspectives looking back on things over time, all the time. Um, I'm happy it happened now. Because I don't know if we could have handled not, it it's the not same e way. For me, it's not even that. I look at it this way, like it helped us get Grace into a oh, yeah. decent place. Whereas, like, now if we had a child, I think it'd be much 
a much healthier situation for him I agree. than it would have been if he was too. <laughs> and know? that's why so, I put it off in the beginning yeah. too was because I needed to get Grayson to a certain point and I always said that yeah. I need to make sure he's okay because when a second child comes in the focus yeah. is going to be on that second child and mm. I need him to be completely good yeah. and under control before I even think about that. Yeah. And, and it, that's what we did. It's just funny how things work out. Like and and I think we're different like work people. Out we've learned in that way. so much you know, since then. We've grown so much since then. You know what I mean? Like you don't understand. You know, you may not understand why something happens, and until you reflect on it years down the road, and a bunch of other experiences lead you to understand like why it happened that way, and how you know it may have helped you in uh, some ways. Not not you know not that all every situation is a good situation, regardless. But there's things you can learn and things you can take from all those experiences. You know and I yeah. think Savannah would have killed me if I brought a second baby home <laughs> last year. She would have been like, are you kidding well, me? Like, It would have been like three months ago, right? <laughs> September, I would have had the baby, yeah. So, four same, months? Same month as Grayson. So, but... Um, like two days apart from Grayson, honestly. Could you imagine if they had the same birthday? Oh, wow. So. Yeah. Or a little, they were a little late and hit my birthday a couple days later. <laughs> but, you know, like, I, the way I look at it is I, I, I would... You know, I want to have another child. I would love to have another child. You know, Alex is working on getting herself healthy. I'm trying to get myself in a good place. You know, and then we want that. We try. And, you know, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. If not, like, we're very blessed that we have Grayson. Absolutely. So at least we're doing the right things, taking the right steps to try to do what we want to accomplish. And, like, you know, we don't have control over anything else. Right. At that point, you know what I mean. It's up to, pretty much up to God at that point. Right. And, uh, you know, I'm okay with that because, despite all the challenges we've been through, you know, you know, God has a reason for all that and has a path for us. Absolutely. So, Always. I just that's what I'm gonna believe. Mm-hmm. So. Anything else you want to add? I think that's it, guys. We appreciate you guys always tuning in, giving us your time. You guys can find us on IG under Building the Puzzle. On Facebook, we have a group and a page, Building the Puzzle. You can also find us at www.buildingthepuzzle.com. Send us any questions. Send us some show ideas, anything you want to hear about. Um, Our email is on there. All of our contact information on our website. Or you can even just send us a message on IG. So... That's yeah, about it, guys. and we got our hundredth episode coming up next. Exciting! Tune we hope in. You guys we're celebrate do, with us. We're gonna do a live and uh, do some fun things. So, yeah. uh, you know, definitely tune in for that. And yeah. uh, we're really excited about twenty twenty one or twenty twenty. Oh my gosh, twenty twenty two. Really? Uh, man, <laughs> I'm losing it. Twenty twenty two, and uh, we everything that it, you know, everything that we're gonna accomplish and do and experience. Yep. Um, you know, along with you guys, everything we're gonna do with. Uh, the show and uh couldn't do it without you guys seriously thank you all for your support all right i guess uh we'll wrap it up and we'll see you guys uh on the next episode (laughs) have a great day guys for autism building Building the the puzzle puzzle, one piece piece at a time time. i'm sean and i'm alex signing off take care everybody building the puzzle we understand how difficult and challenging it can be for parents with autistic children that have communication delays well if you're in new jersey you're in luck 
the speech paradigm has he covered. They're helping children overcome speech challenges all across New Jersey. They offer both telehealth services as well as in-home therapy. Please reach out to them 